Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's uh, Comics Corner, everybody. And as always, your Uncle P with Sean on the boards. What's um, up? Yeah, dude. And we're talking some comics. We got a lot of news. A lot of news. This we also is, have a theme song, the Welcome the Back Welcome song. The Welcome Back song. I don't, I don't know what that's from. I'm sure it's from a TV show that I'm stealing it from, but... Have you ever heard of Welcome Back Cotter? Is it... Oh, fuck. Is it Welcome Back Cotter? Yeah, but this whatever you're singing sounds nothing like it, so we're good. So we're good, yeah. They're we're, like, I'm so out of key that copywriters can't even like come into my territory. <laughs> They're like, this is an unknown chord that we've not heard before. Dude, you're playing chess, they're playing checkers. That's, 100%. That's dude. all I know. Um, so, in news, start off with one bit of sad one that I got to mention. Rip, Jessica Walters, true hero. She will be missed. Not necessarily comic related that much. I guess she was on Archer, which is, I would say, loosely kind of com. I bet there's an Archer comic Definitely book. an Archer comic. Um, but she was also on one of the best shows ever, Arrested Development. And now we can finally say this show is put to bed. Yeah, right. We never have to see more Arrested Development. Yeah, I think even Michael Sarah's like, thank God, I don't have to do this anymore. But she was great, man. Just so naturally funny. It's so refreshing when you they, you still have people like that. Especially, yeah. you know, they're that age working in Hollywood that just still she bring was, it. I was going to say, she was almost like 90, 80, 90 years old. It's nuts, dude. And, and it's just so funny because the character... On Archers, so based on Lucille from Oh yeah, they're the exact. She played the her last ten years of her life were playing essentially the last the same two characters. Yeah, one was just a voice acting, and the other one was just her getting to dress up in like power suits and yeah. pearls and just like say horrible things to people. And then you have um, the other girl that was on Rest Development, Kitty, the receptionist, who's the receptionist on Archer. <laughs> no way, is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't I'm, her name is escaping me right now? I know exactly. Uh, she's always flashing Michael. <laughs> she flashes Michael like five times in uh, yeah. the one scene. No, but I can't remember. Anyways, she, you know, so there's a lot of, and, and they've had a lot of cameos from other people They're, on the show, like Tobias. They definitely know, Cross. all, that was the, one, all of the, one of the best character actor shows of all time. Yeah. But we'll keep moving on because we got, like I said, we got a lot of news. A lot of comic stuff. We're going to jump in a couple Star Wars tidbits here. Uh, Bad Batch trailer dropped. You, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it it's, looks very similar to Clone Wars. There's a lot of the same people involved for sure, but um, I was never a huge Clone Wars person. I try to get into it, but I know it it's a good show. Daunting. It seems like there's a lot of yeah. fucking Clone but Wars. But this Bad Batch show looks good. The storyline seems pretty cool. I like the whole like rogue clone uh, agency got going on there, but and they all have little different personalities. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and I that's think cool. this is, again, something that I'm more excited about just because of the fact that it's less to do with the Skywalker family. There you go. I I dig the Empire. I dig Jedi's. All that shit is cool to me. It's as soon as anyone from the Skywalker lineage comes into the scene, I'm like, yeah. stupid. Well, it's going to happen again because Hayden Christensen's going to be on the Kenobi show. I was just going to say, we got the casting for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So, so he's Skywalker's coming back. I'm sorry. I Pat. knew. See, but that one I'm okay with because... That makes sense. Like that's a continuation of a story that if they didn't have him in it, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like if they just did Darth Vader in the suit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's like, what's Hayden Christensen been up to? So I'm. Um, this is a perfect segue because I'm a big Kenobi. But Obi Wan Kenobi's always been one of my favorites, <laughs> and I love everyone's version of it. Mo the one that I was just talking about was James Arnold Taylor, who also does a lot of voices of the clones, and he's going to be on Bad Batch. And, okay. Um. I love everyone that's done Obi-Wan Kenobi. So there is an Obi-Wan Kenobi comic book. It's um, a kind of like side story from the 2015 um, Star Wars storyline that I think is still going okay. on. And so those stories basically take place between like the fourth and fifth movie. And it's Han, Luke, and Leia, and the droids. Gotcha. And they're just like doing adventures. They're, it's the early kind of days of the rebellion. So it's really cool. But there's this little offshoot. It's called From the Journals of Ben Kenobi. Okay. And I think there's three issues of it. So and, it's just like a little mini series. And they it's did. it's a little mini series, and it's actually Obi Wan Kenobi looking after Luke when he's a little kid on Tatooine. So I think they're. Going I, to, have you ever read it? I haven't read it, but I've heard of it because it's kind of him just being like a little bit of a voyeur on like little hermit. Yeah, yeah. and he just is because <clears throat> that's when he's with uh, 
Ant whatever. Ant Peru. Ant Peru, yeah. and, and who is also coming back. <laughs> she made it out of the... Oh, out of the... Uh, the cult. cult. Yeah, dude. And she's back, dude. <laughs> Good. She needs to keep herself busy, man. Did you watch that? I haven't. It's the only thing nuts, I know about, about it is that Allison Mack was in it. Allison Mack. Dude, it's nuts. It, it is just such a bizarre... People in Hollywood seem to just get tricked by anything. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but let's round out some more of this cast that we got coming, because we got James Egerton as Owen Lars, so I'm guessing Amperu's husband, yeah. Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Um, Rupert Friend, Moses Ingram, O'Shea Jackson Jr., a.k.a. Ice Cube's son. Oh, right. Duh. I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Uh, Sung Kang, who you might know as Han from Fast and the Furious, which I recently learned his name in the Fast and the Furious series is Han. His full name in it is Han Solo, but it's spelled like S-O-E, like in in a very Asian way. And I just, I was like, man, this dude made it back. Also, there's only one Asian Han Solo, and his name is Yohei. Yeah, facts. Dude. <laughs> um, I love that on this IMDb page, Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi Wan Kenobi, is somehow the sixth build person. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even make top. He couldn't beat out Joel Egerton or Hayden Christensen. It's so funny what you hear because, like, I always heard that he didn't want to come back and do it. That he actually didn't really enjoy his time on those movies. But it's like that's all rumors. Like, were you fucking there? Like, yeah. That and it's also those those are internet rumors that just have the ultimate game of telephone going on, which is why we probably will never see Mephisto. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny because like it, I, that could be true. Maybe they just gave him a big check. Yeah. Well, and it, you never know. Now that Disney, here's the other thing too, is I think that once Disney acquired Star Wars and Marvel, it added this extra sense of legitimacy to all those movies in regards to like maybe treating people better, having a better HR system. So that way actors did feel more comfortable because they are able to get bigger names and bigger names to do smaller roles that they're just like, Hey man, you know, we're going to pay you well. We're going to treat you good. Yeah. Come and do this movie. We're going to make sure your shots are done in six days. They probably negotiate, you know, a percentage of the, the streaming percentage. Yeah. You know? they, I mean, they definitely know how to give them a good deal now that these people are like, cool, this makes me feel a lot more comfortable than, you know, George just like fumbling around and being like, just c- come out to Tunisia. Just come out to Tunisia with me for 16 months. Please. You're like, no, that sucks. This sounds horrible. I have $83. I'll give it all to you right now. Well, I need $3 for the bus home. Were you talking about George Lucas? That's my George. I don't know how George George Lucas that sold Star Wars for a billion dollars. Yeah, but I imagine he only has $83 in his wallet. That seems like cash poor right now. I'm cash poor. It's all in Bitcoin. I've been buying up a ton of Skywalker coin. It's my own <laughs> it's my own Bitcoin or cryptocurrency that I've been working uh, on. Someone check up on George. I, you know, he might have gone off the reservation. Um we also haven't talked about newest episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, have we? We have not. Episode three, right? Episode three. It was dope. I will say I was wrong on my guess, dude, that we did not see any mutants in Mandrapore. You just, dude, they just love baiting you, man. They, they do. They're it. just baiting you. Gaslighting man. the fuck out of you. Just fucking show me a mutant, dude. <laughs> Someone. Give me a three eyed fish. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but no, it was a sick episode. It was so it was directed by the guy who did the first two John Wick movies. Or maybe the oh, guy that who episode created, was? Which immediately once you hear that, you're like Huh, I guess there was a lot of neon and fighting in the rain, wasn't there? <laughs> the the den of thieves. Yeah, you know? yeah. I love I love a den of thieves. Oh, a hundred percent. Pirate just... Island, great. Right. Love it. <laughs> what yeah, like anything like that. Tortuga. Yeah. And <laughs> the the bar in Star Wars on Mos Eisley. All those places, yeah, perfect. And it's like I think it lived up. It looked very good. It obviously it was all uh CGI or whatever, but it still looked great. It didn't look 
they didn't aim too hard on like the CGI to try and like fo- make that the focus at all. So what do we think about? Um, I always forget her name. Is like uh, Sharon Carter. Yeah, yeah, Carter. So heavy spoilers coming. First, <laughs> in about the first ten minutes, we got Zemo out. Right. And that, that, that was pretty easy, right? I, but you know what? I liked. <laughs> I liked that that wasn't a whole episode. Oh because yeah. Because I would have hated. It's a prison's not an ultra interesting place. There's like eight seasons of Prison Break. Yeah, and it's just like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to just sit here and watch this dude. Like, they did a perfect Ocean's Eleven style. Like, here's the quick shot of him getting out of there, and now he's here. And it's like, sick, dude. Let's go to Mandrapore. That's going to be way cooler than you just beating up a bunch of guards. Private jet. My oh, man, my man's a baron. Come dude, on, he's, he's got that. He's got that money. He's just got that. He's got the fucking jokes, dude. He's telling his butler a couple of little jokes in German. He's like, dude. Oh, he was talking shit. He's like, even if it doesn't pass the smell test, give it to these fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like, and his butler ruthless. What was his butler's job like when he was in prison this whole time? To be a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, to just like stand there. He was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna be a guy that like, it's. I hate when they do butlers that are like really, uh, whoever played Alfred in the first set of Batman movies, oh, that yeah. super old dude, the <laughs> old guy from Spider-Man where it's Harry Osborn's butler, oh, yeah. he's a super weird old dude, and this guy. It's like, this one at least was comical on purpose. This guy on Archer. Uh, it, it, the Archer guy. What's his name? This, this episode's brought to you by Archer. <laughs> Sir Arthur Henry Woodhouse. Woodhouse. VC. It was Woodhouse, guys. It, the answer's Woodhouse. So now you know. Um, what were we at on that, though? Oh, yeah. Old Butlers. I love... <laughs> he was a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> I love... Um, they're, like, sassing about. That part's great. I don't really get what the purpose of the mask is, because... He put it on and then just two minutes later took it directly off. <laughs> like, you just put it on to shoot someone as if you didn't understand how a disguise works. Like, once you take it off, people are like, where'd that guy go? <laughs> where'd the purple face guy go? And he's, like, holding a mask and he's like, we don't know. Where's he gone? What, um, I think Sharon Carter is involved with the power broker. She's sketchy, yeah. Uh, she just has, like... They just jumped her right into being this. There wasn't a lot of development on her becoming this underboss. Because it was just like one moment she was on the run. The next moment she's just like, yeah, I own a bunch of Vermeers, dude. Fucking stop looking at them and let's talk business. Oh, yeah. yeah she, had, she had the paintings and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, what? When did you get all these? My prediction, I think that uh, Carter is going to maybe seduce uh, Anthony Mackie a little bit. Oh. Sam. And... Uh, He's going to be hesitant for about all three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but you feel bad about Captain for him. Didn't you fuck Captain America? She's like, yeah, but he's old now. <laughs> and I don't want to fuck him. Um, do you think she's... So here's the real question. I've done extensive research. And by that, I mean I've watched several YouTube videos about who could be the power broker. So you know, basically, already. No, I... I don't know. I've All heard, speculation. I've heard a lot of good speculation about who it could be, though, ranging from it just being Sharon Carter. Right. So these are just a couple of the ones that people have mentioned of people that already exist in the universe is um, Sharon Carter, because she goes to the car and she's like, we got a big problem. Well, two of them, which is such an unneeded line that it's like. You're, this woman is clearly like your bodyguard. She doesn't care. She's like, yeah, whatever, man. Get so in the car. Let's go. Also, the big thing at the end with uh, Homegirl from Wakanda showing up at the very end. Uh, Yeah, that. I kind of didn't even think about that. How pissed Wakanda would probably be that they're like, you killed our king. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Uh, and they let him free and they helped him get out. Yeah. So she's probably salty. Oh, they're. And they helped. Winter Soldier too. He's their homie. That's the White Wolf, baby. Yeah. And now he's the White out here, Wolf. I forgot about. Now that. he's out here letting Zemo out, and you're like, dude, what the fuck? Give me that arm back. Yeah. Give get, me- <laughs> the vibranium's ours now. Come on, man. Got like a billion dollars on your arm right there. Yeah. Um. So no, we had Sharon Carter, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, General Ross from the movies. Who from like the Hulk? 
He's from the Hulk. He's also in a couple of Avengers movies. He does like the whole oh, yeah. Sokovia Accords thing. Yeah, that's William Hurt, right? William Hurt, yeah. 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 Um, so he in the comics becomes Red Hulk. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So another big Thunderbolts player. That is, they do a Venture Brothers reference on that too. General Treester, big general looking guy, and he turns into a Red Hulk at one really? point. Really? Yep. Um, another person, these are a little too out of the box ones. Samuel Stern from the Incredible Hulk movie, the Sam Norton rendition, or Ed Norton, not Sam Norton. Sam Norton. Norton. <laughs> Sam Norton, the comedian. The, fur- the furniture guy? Yeah, Sam Norton's, yeah, Norton's furniture. Or Mark Norton. That's Mark Norton. Um, but the Ed Norton version was Samuel Stern, who plays a scientist that helps the dude become abomination. And then when he, there's a huge explosion or some shit, he falls, cracks his head. That's Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff goes in his head and he becomes the leader. So they're thinking we might get the leader coming in. I've never heard of this character. So the leader is essentially the Hulk, but if all the power was just in his brain <laughs> and he looks like it. Like yeah. He just has the he's, he's, got the just five, got the he's got the five head going on there. He's got the he's got the dome. That might be the picture for this episode. <laughs> um and another one that people think might be coming back is our good buddy Armin Zola. So Armin Zola from Captain America 1 was the scientist. In Winter Soldier, he comes back as that. He recorded all of his memory on a disc yeah, or yeah. something. So they're thinking he could still be out there kicking. Once you're in the internet, he's dead, dude. dude. He's dead. Oh, dude, you, or like the Ultron thing? You think he's just chilling, I, cruising through the internet? I think there could be something where he had himself backed up and like he was just advancing himself with technology like as time went on through Hydra. So would they get Tim Blake Nelson to do this role? That would be so sick. He's he's on the Watchmen TV show. He was awesome. Was he good? Dude, he's like one Is of the he, best characters on there, yeah. Here's my question though. I feel like for the leader, you would cuz I would imagine they would go back back with Tim Blake Nelson also because great actor, probably not a huge price tag. Yeah. You know, it's not uh Christian Bale price tag yeah. or whatever. Did, have you ever like so? Uh, quick spoiler because I have to talk about yeah. it on the show. This Watchmen episode or uh, character that Tim Blake plays, his name's Looking Glass, and he wears this mask, kind of like Rorschach, but it's all reflective mylar. Whoa. So then you find out that he was in New York the day that the uh, squid got dropped. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, from yeah, Watchmen, yeah. the only he was protected though because he was in this like room of mirrors, and he didn't get um, like killed. Because of like the, the like the radioactive waves that were going out and shit that like Whoa. just like killed him, so that's why he wears this mylar now. Like that's like part of his like costume and gimmick, and it's really nuts, dude. Is he? My here's my question: What's his what's his fitness level on right now? Fitness? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's just he's kind of a short, smaller in stature guy, so yeah. it's kind of hard to tell. I, it's an it'd be an interesting thing how you do someone like the leader and not make it look comically bad yeah i don't know because it's do, not though. a good it doesn't translate that well i'm hoping is that, that like it's basically their version of brainiac correct me if i'm wrong kind of yeah. with some hulk vibes in there I, i've never heard of him i was gonna say he's he's been around for a while and he's always been hulk villains are just kind of like dime a dozen i feel like they all kind of look similar like they not similar but they all look like they should be on the same team for sure you know if that makes sense we're just like Oh, you're the one with the big arms. You have a big head, like big dick guy somewhere along uh, yeah, the Yeah, like line. I don't like, know any Hulk rogues off the top of my head. I know like Abomination, Abomination, absor- Absorbing Man, and stuff like that. But dude, right over, right over the head. Creel. <laughs> uh, you know the deep cuts. What other see. comic news you got going on? Let's check the on the big that. and small screen. We um oh trailer for Loki dropped. Oh yeah, loved. Loving fucking. Actually, I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, loving my man Owen Wilson in there. Yeah, I'm excited to see dude, him. Dude, he he does his character. I think is going to be perfect because it's the right amount of sarcasm. <clears throat> like they do a joke where in the beginning of the trailer, it's Loki doing a monologue about you know, oh, this is such a circus and all the clowns are playing their parts and stuff. And Owen Wilson's like, oh yeah. 
big metaphor guy, huh? <laughs> he goes, that's that's good. Makes you sound smart. And Loki goes, he goes, I am smart. And he's like, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's the perfect play on each other that I feel like Owen Wilson's a lot smarter than his character is going to lead people to believe. So when Loki's trying to outsmart him, he's going to be like, dude, I, I knew this. That's one. always a good character type. I like that. Yeah, he kind of has that like very mastery vibe on it. But what I did find out is I know none of these names, so I'll give you the most brief description of it. A actor got cast to play a role that in the comics ends up being a lover of Kang the Conqueror, who we know is going to appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Enter the Quantumverse. Right on. So could be a little snippet. We might get a little Kang throwback or a little... Anything that involves time travel in Marvel, you just expect Kang the Conqueror is really the only big time travel-y person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone else, to my knowledge in Marvel is a huge time traveler. Like, I feel like in DC, there's time travel all... I feel like that shit's always happening. In DC? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people are always fucking with time. I'd say Cable maybe is, like, the only other one. Oh, yeah, Cable. Cable and Bishop, maybe. Because you get people from that apocalypse, like... I was trying to think... But theirs is also really only, like, a one-timer event. I guess Cable does bop around through time. Because he's trying to always kill Apocalypse. Right. Um, Which, being as smart as you are to know how time travel works, you have to understand the cause and effectiveness of like killing someone that ends up taking over the world before they do it. Like Especially in comic books where they're like, oh, all that chaos has to go somewhere. And it's like, yeah, dude, now you're just going to make something even worse happen, which yeah. is always how those things go. Yeah, he shows up in this run of uh, Avengers comics I have, but I haven't gotten to that part yet because it's like a big in a big volume. Really in it? Yeah, he comes. Cable and Avengers. Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Maybe it was Craven, but I don't think so. No, that wouldn't. I think Cable would make more sense almost. Yeah, I have to check. But I know there is a huge. If people are looking for time travel stories in comics, it is uh, Age of Ultron, the Avengers story. I think it's one of the newer ones. Um, is a huge time travel-y, throwback type story thing. Nice. That kind of doesn't really work that well for me. Like, it was fine. It gets a lot of praise, but when you read it, you're just like, yeah, man, how did... You guys... There's so many people who are super scientists in these fucking universes, and half the time, this, the whole, like, solution is like, hey, why don't you put a back door, you know, in the coding? And we can just get in that way when it happens. And they're like, well, I, gu- I guess I could do that. <laughs> and it's like, dude, Jesus Christ, how are none of you on board with this? Their immediate thought is like, we better kill him. Yeah. Like, no, you can't just keep killing everyone. Right. Man. <laughs> He's in the computer, man. Yeah, Wolverine, you don't even understand how a computer works. Yeah. He's still playing Minesweep. Listen here, bub. Listen here, bub. You're going to have to read my emails for me. (laughs) Listen here, bub. They said they sent the ticket confirmation to my emails, and I can't get it. It's like grandpa. Yeah, you got to help grandpa with the computer. I mean, he is really old. Yeah, I mean, that's... He's older than Cap. He is older than Cap. Have you ever read the Wolverine origin? No. So they rushed it out before the movie. Oh, okay. And it's it's all right. It's kind of interesting. But it's just like such a weird fuck. He fought up. in every war, bro. Yeah, they always have to show like the montage of him just going through every war. And it's always really weird because World War One and World War Two look pretty identical. So it's always just like they had the same picture, but they just had like a swastika on something for World War Two. <laughs> and they're like, that's how you know yeah. they're Nazis. <laughs> um But do you have any other news? Anything coming up that you can think of? Uh, not like TV shows or movies, not really that I can think of. Anything you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm still looking forward to Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat movie's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we're looking. I'm looking forward to that. I, I didn't watch. Did you watch Godzilla Kong or? I did not. So I heard, uh, Godzilla Kong was really good in as far as the action goes. So the Godzilla vs Kong stuff, good. 
people stuff, bad. Spoilers. Mechagodzilla, which they showed in the trailer anyways, also looks like a Power Rangers villain. Right. I heard it had a very Power Rangers, Transformers vibe to the Mechagodzilla. I and mean, that's kind of what he looks like, though. It, I agree, but I think, I think the issue is more that it had a really slender look. How did they... Um, okay, that makes sense. How did they do it? Because like, I think originally, like... He's from like aliens brought him. Yeah, to the they just they had been built. We just been building. Oh, uh, we built it. Okay. Yeah, it, I think that's what the story is like. We built it to be. But does he? Is there like a reveal? Because that's how the original Mechagodzilla is. Like he has like oh, Godzilla no. skin over his metal no. body and it peels off. Yeah, that would be way cooler. No, it's just right up straight. Like Kong robot. rips it off and it's just like you see the mechanical oh, that, that like that. I would want to see. They should have called me. I would have. I would have done, done it. I would have done it for them. Damn. I got these ideas, man. Hey, I got I these got, ideas. <laughs> like a fucking hat that just <laughs> says dude. <laughs> um, in some good news, because we are getting a Moon Knight TV show coming with Oscar Isaac. Oh, uh, it's going to be a TV show? I think it's a TV show that we're getting. But new comic series about to drop for the man. So he's getting a solo series which usually is always Marvel's go-to lead-up move. A new Moon Knight like run? I think it's just going to be a new run, yeah. So I, I'm sure it'll be like same. Volume two volume or three? Two or three, yeah. And also, I'm just seeing here, is Deadpool R-rated animated series starring Ryan Reynolds rumored to be in works at Hulu. I thought, so, I thought they were just going to make a third movie. We don't need a third that, movie and a series. I agree. One or the other. It's so saturated that Deadpool now is lives in the realm of Rick and Morty, Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> anything related to the Joker. Anything related to pajama pants. Oh yeah. And family va- guy. And, and vape cartridges. Anything anything that leads people who are really dumb to for some reason falsely believe they're wittier and smarter than everyone else. And when they say what they think is like a smart comment, it just turns out to be like a racial slur in a Walmart. <laughs> and you're like, dude no, you don't get it. I'm a Rick. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Rick, dude. And I don't live by the rules. Do you think Deadpool lives by the rules, dude? No. Uh, we're going to get chimichangas and smoke Newport cigarettes, bro. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm the Joker. We we live in a society, dude. Cal- and that, hey, calendar man or bust, all cal- right? Yeah, I'm a calendar man type guy. I'm a real... I'm calendar man. Uh... Hannibal Lecter. I'm with the cool guys, dude. The cool, unstable villains, all <laughs> yeah, right? the cool, unstable villains. Not the ones that just promote, like, people to just shoot fireworks off every day of the year. Have you ever seen Red Dragon, the Hannibal Lecter movie with Ed Norton? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember in the beginning, like, he, the way he catches him, it's like he finds, like, a cookbook for, like, liver or something. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, bookmarked. Like He's like, mm. He cooked this motherfucker. That's how he figures it out. Dude, Ed... I forgot that Edward Norton's in it. That's a good ass movie. The movie's dope, yeah. I and forget. Then it, you know, then it leads right into Silence of the Lambs at the very end. At the very end, it goes right They're into like, it. There's someone here to see you. And then, because isn't there a third movie? Yeah, there's. Um, I know there's Hannibal Rising. No, it's just called Hannibal. Oh, and then there's just Hannibal. And Hannibal is after Silence of the, Silence Lambs. Of the that Lambs. That movie sucked, though. Gary Oldman is like very like unsettling in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm Gary talking about? Because he bites off Gary Oldman's face. Fucking terrifying. Well, no, even leading up to that, Gary Oldman's just weird and like the way his face looks and he's all nah. jacked up. Oh, my God. Dude, that is... Gary Oldman might be one of the best actors of all time. Just saying. Gary Oldman rips. He he's like a chameleon, man. Everyone talks about Daniel Day Lewis, and Daniel Day Lewis is great, but dude, some Gary Oldman can do Gary, everything. Gary Oldman has um his character in what is it? True Romance. I was just about to say that, dude. It's so nuts. Dude, so good. The dreads and like the oh my god, he's so weird. I love Brad Pitt steals the show <laughs> in True Romance, though, for sure, as just the stoner I'll, on the I'll couch. Fucking kill you, man. <laughs> kill you, man. <laughs> No, Brad Pitt on the couch. He's so they're... convincing that he could be yeah, your the stoner roommate who's like a caterer yeah, two days just, a week. He's like, we're the fucking cops or whatever. And he's like, he's like whoa, man, man, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. And I'm just like, man, I feel I really relate to like knowing people. Like, like do you that. like? Are there, the, gone are the days of like the like 
kind of like drabby like stoner den yeah where there's no curtains there's just like a big um now everyone looks like they live in a fucking laboratory yeah dude, and we have like but do you remember those houses beakers. you'd go to when you were like 19 yeah there's a bunch of tapestries like 16 there's a bunch <laughs> of there's a bunch of tapestries on the wall but it's like there's no curtains just like blankets and there's like a little bit of light shining through and you can just constantly see like that stream of smoke from the sunlight yeah it's very, and there's always just someone yeah, like on the couch like there's just people hanging out it's it's like a way nicer version of an opium den, but because it's just people like getting stoned and I drunk. walked in to this one place we used to go hang and smoke. It was like this girl I went to school with, her brother lived upstairs, and her mom didn't care, just let him do whatever he wanted up there. Classic. I walk in the one day, they're all sitting in a circle, Indian style, and they each have a packed bowl in front of them. I'm like, hey, you guys trying to smoke? They're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like I'm just sitting there, like waiting for someone to pass me ball. I'm like, and they're not smoking. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, Oh, we're waiting for 420, and then we're all gonna light up our bowls at the same time. And Jesus so, Christ! I, I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, perfect." Well, well, of course, back then I'm sure I was like, "That is so cool, oh, dude." <laughs> I remember in college having a blunt Friday where we all were like, "Dude, we're gonna be in the smallest apartment ever, and just everyone smoking their own personal blunt." And it's just <laughs> like, "Dude, this is so fucking stupid." I, I wouldn't say stupid, but uh, gratuitous. Yeah, it was just like no need. Because by about a quarter of the way through, everyone's like, I I'm done. I don't want any more of <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I'll just smoke this later. I'm good for yeah. now. Like, shit. And then you're just like, wow, it's really smoky in here. I bet, I bet someone looking in would have been like, these are the coolest fellas ever. <laughs> but yeah, so I love that little den that he, that, oh, that Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt calls home. <laughs> um. You want to move on and do do a year? Let's do a year. Um, I'm going to let you pick a year. While you're thumbing through that, I did want right. to talk about Swamp Thing, man. Yeah. How, oh, uh, oh, I meant to bring that for you today. My bad. but you're, Hey, you're fired, but we'll live in <laughs> So a lot of people hype up this Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. We may have mentioned briefly on the show before, but I had never read it. But I did recently pick up a copy at Book Brothers in Lakewood. Shout out, Book Brothers. I'm going to go up and pick up two more volumes. But this volume I picked up had some really interesting stories from Alan Moore in there. Dude, it was like really trippy. The storyline and everything. Um, it was there's and so in there that's uh, Swamp Thing Annual Number Two, and that's the one where he like goes to hell and like rescues his girlfriend. It's like oh yeah, very very like trippy, mystical kind of Doctor Strangey. He talks to like all these different like um, almost like gatekeepers through through. They don't really call it hell. It's just like this kind of um, intermediate dimension, almost like Hades. But dude, it was a very very good book. So highly recommend people checking it out. What do you think year-wise? All right. So I picked three years, basically, at random. We got 67, 94, 2009. Let's go 94 because we did 60s last week. Okay. I'm going to let – we've determined I full-heartedly believe you're a better reader than I am, and I'm man enough to say that. And I, I feel a lot more comfortable when you have the book. All right. Did you did you some, thumb through this at all? or not? I haven't even – I think I saw a new rendition of The Human Torch, and it kind of looks like it's a Alex Ross-style drawing. That is pretty sick. Hold on, let me, let me uh, try to find where I'm at. So well, the one that jumps out to me right away is uh, The Wedding of Phoenix and Cyclops, X-Men number 30. Oh. Is that a Jim Lee? That had to have been the boy Jim Lee, because they started that in 91. I don't I think feel, I feel like he left the book like soon after, though. That, oh, that he wasn't on for... That's when he went over to, like, uh, Image, I think. When they created Image. I yeah. don't know when they created Image, though. So, but it's still a pretty cool cover. He's giving her a nice smooch, the little wedding. You know, Marvel loves their wedding issues. It, <laughs> that was such a weird thing that... Do they still do wedding issues of comics? Yeah, the most recent was an X-Men couple, a gay couple that got married. Oh, was it North Star and... Something like that, someone? I'm not sure. I just remember, I feel like for a time... Oh, and, duh... Tom King tried to do that stupid, super long, drawn out Batman Catwoman wedding <laughs> where they were engaged for like forever and 40 years. Was, yeah. So there is, it seems like they almost recreate Marvel one. It's called Marvel's number one for this um, human torch picture we have here. And you were totally right. It's Alex Ross. Okay. So I think relative newcomer at the time, which Print, is crazy. Put it on high, high quality paper. Limited series utilized a realistic style and narrative as well as in artwork, a style seldom seen before in mainstream comics and was both critical and financial success. So Facts. they really dug. Uh, this is, you know, early Alex Ross. Dude, Al, if you've not 
picked up an Alex Ross book, 100%, even just for the sheer art of it, a lot of them take place on, like, alternate universes, so it kind of gives it its own boundaries of storyline, but it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, I could read Alex Ross books all, all the time. So we got a couple number one books, too, uh, in 94. War Machine got his own book. War Machine number one comes out. I So I've always had a really strong connection to War Machine for the fact that at one point Marvel had Marvel Max, and this was in 2000s, early 2000s, but they had a War Machine run in it, and it was a parental advisory, but the woman who worked at the... Uh, comic comic shop didn't really realize it because you don't see parental advisory like labels on comics very yeah, often. Yeah, like never. Especially from Marvel. So definitely saw some uh, naked women in War Machine. <laughs> and it ripped. <laughs> that was one of your most cherished books? Yeah, that was. I kept those in the plastic. <laughs> um, but this is his first official run. Um, that's what it says. Yeah, they actually gave him his own book. It's just it just says War Machine flies solo. War Machine number one was I'm guessing Rhodey. Uh, yeah, Jim Rhodes, um, Iron Man's friend turned ex employee. So yeah, this is I mean he'd been in the book plenty, but this is probably the first time he had a solo run. Also getting their own solo run, Black Cat, uh, Black Cat, Black Cat. Oh uh, really? Felicia Hardy. Yeah. So they do a uh, they give her her own uh, book. You know what? She's a really '90s character. She is, yeah. I've always it's kind dug, of like a very sexualized cat thing. I've always dug the black cat. Yeah, I because I think of her from the '90s Spider-Man cartoon for sure. Is and I guarantee you her popularity from that helped springboard. Oh, she's on that show. She's People, in the video game. She's in the video she's game. She's like too. a main character. You have a, she has her own um, storyline too. Because they've never really brought her back in any other movies or anything. I could see her coming back at some point. See, this is a black cat I'm not digging, though. Um, I mean, it's kind of cool, but like, she's got this like choker with like a spiked choker uh, on. Yeah, like, dude. It's that's a little too like <laughs> S&M. <laughs> yeah, well, and just the fact that it's like, like, oh, like I get it. Like you're a cat. Like I don't. You don't need to wear a collar, though. <laughs> yeah. What is this gonna protect you when someone grabs you by the throat? Actually, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I still don't risk versus reward on that one. When you when your head gets jammed down and now you have a spike stuck through your chin. In uh ooh, we got some cool ones coming up. We got some uh, see twenty ninety nine stuff coming up. How do you uh, how do you feel about twenty ninety nine? I fuck with twenty ninety nine stuff a little bit. This is Ghost Rider twenty ninety nine number ooh. one. They do shirts for them that are insane. Ooh, here here you go. So in this uh, Ghost Rider twenty ninety nine, Kenshiro Cochran traveled to another dimension to become a. Super strong robotic ghost rider. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that obviously only makes sense. You got to go a different dimension for that. I mean, I would That's say. That's not here in this I'm dimension. Not, you know, like, ghost rider's cool, but it would be cool to see him as, like, a. I could see, like, the cyborg, like, Terminator vibes. Yeah, like. And give him the leather jacket, you know, and, like, that'd be cool. I think the. No nothing looks cooler than the 90s ghost rider, where it's just, like, the big heavy leather jacket and, like, <laughs> that version. Because that's when I think that the 2099 was running during that same period because they basically did that, but with a robot version of him, I just think it's, it's a hard uh, character to transition over to the big screen, especially having to live up Ghost to Rider? having to live up to Nick Cage. Yeah. It's Ghost Rider can take a break. He can sit on the bench for, they a had bit. him on uh, agents of shield, but they had the Robbie Reyes version of it. Where How many different fucking Ghost Riders have there been? Well, so there's been a couple different versions of Ghost Rider. This dude's technically not even the spirit of vengeance, so he's like a phony Ghost Rider. And he drives a car, not a motorcycle. Lame. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really dig this Spider-Man costume that came out in 94. Uh, ben Riley. Oh, this is Clone Saga, baby. Clone Saga, yeah. This so is notoriously one of the most uh, hated-on storylines from Spider-Man. This costume's cool, though. The, I love the costume. I think the... So, have you read Clone Saga at all? No. So, basically, what ends up happening in a really loose sense of things is the Jackal becomes a prominent villain and begins cloning Spider-Man and makes his clone, Ben Riley, 
who is basically set to take over Spider-Man's life. Right. And it all just becomes any cloning shit just becomes really convoluted. And especially when it's just one person, it just doesn't like it doesn't work well. Shoot him. I'm the real one. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just like and then I think Uncle Ben might have came back at a point like just on some very wild like you can't bring Uncle Ben back. That's one comic rule. So I like lately most things you notice I think are getting away from the whole like cloning angle. Mm -hmm. But now what they do is they just go to a different dimension and there's another version of myself there. So you find the most similar version in the most similar dimension. It's the same way or using time travel as the crux, which is always a classic now. Because now we got Gamora back. But then it's like, I hate I hate that though. Cause not I I don't hate it, but it's like Oh well, so how does this work now? The one from the future, the past is here. Yeah. So, but you can still exist in the future. It's basically even the, though we kidnapped you from the past. Like, how can you? It kind of also <laughs> sullies like the death of Gamora. You're kind of like, oh well, Gamora's back. I mean, she's yeah. still. Was that an Endgame? He's like, so wait, that Back to the Future movie was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I do love when they just mention all the time travel movies during. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, those gags. Adding Paul Rudd to that mix is amazing. The real question is, do you think, because we were talking about War Machine, is there a world where like we can just get Terrence Howard to green screen all the roadie scenes and we could get those added into the movies and we bring back the Terrence Howard verse? I'm uh, I'm not down with Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he Terrence Howard stab someone in Cleveland or his dad did? I don't know anything about that. I know he's from the area, yeah. So what is this uh, Generation X number one comes out in 1994? I'm not familiar with that. Generation, oh, you know what? Generation X had a TV show, a really brief TV show, I'm pretty sure. Untrained Mutants. What? I thought it had like Jubilee was in it, maybe? Yeah, Jubilee's on the cover. Um, There's probably some weird gray, amorphous kind of looking yeah. stick guy. Yeah, he's right here, dude. Dude, I'm... Chambers on it, the guy with the fire for a mouth. Yeah, so um, it says takes place at Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Generation X focused on a group of fresh-faced, untrained mutants, uh, just as the original X-Men series of the 1960s and the New Mutants of yeah, the 1980s. I was going to say that New Mutants. So you this always got to bring in those fresh faces. But it makes sense. I mean, I think that's always a smart move because you do get to either maybe revamp some characters that only have been seen or like touched on once or twice or it's yeah you can invent new people to be like hey we can shake this up it's kind of cool art it's kind of like dark kind of like spooky they definitely did a fox tv show for this that maybe only has like a pilot episode that i just remember being brutal it's up there with the uh the never seen fantastic four movie the roger oh, who did it was it roger cromer the which movie? There's a Fantastic Four movie that they made so they could retain the rights. Oh to yeah, Fantastic the one from the nineties. Yeah, that yeah. they never released. That's brilliant. But if anyone's wondering, Generation X is Jubilee, Husk, M, Skin, and Sink. So yeah, check it out. Ninety four. That's about it on ninety four. The only say, other thing I see here is um, they they redo Tales to Astonish apparently. Um. So just kind of a little throwback there. That seems like the Hulk's in it. This looks like pretty cool artwork on here. But uh, also, Forging of the Fantastic Force. Have you ever heard of Fantastic Force? Fantastic Force, dude. No. That sounds sick. Uh, Son of Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Franklin Richards. Psy Lord. Franklin, also known as Oh, Franklin. okay. Yeah, that's his name, though. The, I was that's say, his really you, lame superhero name. Well, I was going to say, because honestly, that... Probably did not stick around for a long time because now Franklin Richards is always just referred to, I feel like, as Franklin Richards. Some uh, um, Black Panther character named Vibrexus. Oh, Vibrexus. Vibrexus, yeah. Sounds said like he was a Wakanda native. <laughs> That's just like his all. He just has vibranium. Yeah, he's got, yeah. That's his whole like crux of it. My, my buddy like hates Black Panther because and he hates the whole like... Um, like, just like the vibranium can do anything. He's like, it just bugs me so much. It's like, oh, yeah, it makes weapons, but it can also, like, cure people and, like, repair it, skin. Like, I, I agree. It I is. was like, they're specialized tools, man. You don't understand. They're, they're, they're light years ahead of us. And that's why you can't go to Wakanda. He, he, he hates on. He's one of those guys who always got to hate on stuff. I mean, there are things, though, that comics have created that 
were clearly just cruxes for them to be like, all right, we have to beat this bad guy somehow. The they have a weapon called the ultimate nullifier that they beat Galactus with. And it just looks like a shitty little gun. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, go grab the ultimate nullifier. And you're like, that almost means the ultimate made this up. <laughs> this is nothing. The nullifier. Yeah. We've nullified all. So that's about it for 94. Kind of a nothing crazy going on. It wasn't like 63, man. All Dude, those- 63 was a wild year. I'm, I like bouncing around, though. I like in. I'm wondering what. We haven't gone any 70s, 80s. Those are probably, that's one of my favorite eras. I like those books. I mean, we I, should uh, flip through, see if there's any. Let's try and grab one for next week. What do we add on time? Uh, we're 45 minutes. Cool. So, yeah, we definitely can do some. I don't know. I like, like, do you want to go like late 70s, early 80s? Like I could do, I could do something like that. We did 75. That was a cool year. Um, I'd say we go, yeah, let's go like 19, let's go like 1980. Dude. What for the next time? Dude, I sh- honestly, how. How deep you looking? Because we could almost we got a little fifteener. Yeah, I mean, well, so some key books, a lot of X Men, so we can definitely talk uh, about that. You know, I fuck with them. And, and these, I, I see Taskmaster there already too. Uh, these books, this is what I'm familiar with. So this is where the Dark uh, Phoenix Saga begins. Oh, in eighty. Yeah, so I thought it was seventy nine. That might have been when it was written, but it came out. It was January of eighty. So okay, so yeah, right there on the border. Um, Uncanny X Men one twenty nine. A movie we never need to see again. Yeah, no more reincarnations of that. But during that run, um, then you get the first appearance of the Dazzler. So oh, love, love Dazzler. And they kind of missed the tr- the the boat on that being nineteen eighty because there was a big disco backlash in seventy nine. So people yeah, they- were probably like, oh yeah, this character's whack. Yeah, this. This character fucking sucks. She, do you know what her power was? Uh, wasn't it some kind of? Mm, I want to say it's like light manipulation. She could turn sound into light. Oh, okay. Which is pretty crazy. Kind of cool, yeah. It's there's people who have powers like that that you're like, when you really think on about it on a certain level, you're like, this person is so overpowered. It's yeah. insane. She exploited it for her uh, onstage performance. Yeah. <laughs> to make, give, it a, give him no, a sick light show. No pyrotechnics needed. Yeah. Where's your lighting rig? Oh, I am the lighting rig. <sighs> Keep Name's, talking. Keep talking. Name's Dazzler. How you doing? <laughs> she just works as a lighting person. That would be so much sicker. She, and she just has like, <laughs> she just wears like a backwards hat and overalls and just like smoking cigs the whole yeah, time. You guys with the union? <laughs> Come on, keep singing. I can only flash him if you sing it. Yeah, right. I need the sound part. Uh, what else do we got? Spidey's 200th issue, Amazing Spider-Man 200. That's pretty. Damn. That's a milestone. Because uh, who we see a villain on the front there. All right, so this one, I'm not going to lie, it seems like kind of a snoozer. It's basically just Spider-Man reflecting on the burglar that murdered his uncle. Wow. And just kind of like reminiscing I, that night. Like I hate when they do uh, like m- big issues like that. Because that's what they did for the Superman thousandth issue. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, just it's like just, waned in intellectual. It's just like yeah, it's or it's just like weird side stories of like, hey, remember that time we were in the desert with with that dragon, and they like you know remember a time, and it's like this already happened. No one gives a fuck, dude. Push the story forward, or do like a really good enclosed story. Yeah, do something that's gonna be like make this issue memorable. Now it's just the 200th issue that sucks where... I could tell from the cover nothing happens in this. And it's just him crying at Uncle Ben's grave. He literally like, like rehashes the night and like it probably throws up old panels. Or oh just my redrawn. God. Yeah. Why would anyone want that? I hate Spider-Man. I hate <laughs> him. But they're like... Uh, he 80s, killed Uncle Ben, who's there, my favorite character. There are some cool 80s Spider-Man runs that are probably, I think, a couple years... Uh, after 80 but like uh, John Romita Jr. doing a lot of those coming drawings. in and like crushing it yeah and he did like the Hobgoblin original run Hell so yeah. like those are, there's definitely some cool stories I've read a lot of those I like Hobgoblin a lot more oh something I we didn't touch on in news that I wanted to speaking of Spidey Into the Spider-Verse 2 oh, officially yeah. cast the voice actor who did the original or the 90s Spider-Man cartoon which so hallelujah, dude. Do you think they're gonna have like a flat like 2D drawing as like the Oh man that, that would be cool as the Spider-Man from that universe? I could see that. I don't know how they're gonna That would be awesome. I'm so I'm almost more excited for Into the Spider-Verse 2 than whatever the third Tom Holland Spider-Man or, movie or is. Or even if they animate him like Spider-Ham. 
Yeah. yeah do, or something like that. I think they would do something like that, where it's still going to be like... It would be cool as a flat drawing, though. I would that love would be, that. Like, two, like straight up 2D. And he's just always in that pose, like yeah. on the wall pose. Where <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man. The little, wow. uh, little lightning bolts on his head. But no, um, yeah, dude, the Spider-Man, like I said, there's some good stories in the 80s for sure. And I love whenever, like, there was a lot of, I feel like... Um, Daredevil, Spider-Man team-ups. That's yeah. always a good team-up. That is, because they're both very, like, local heroes. So a couple of other kind of big things to talk about in 1980. Uh, Jennifer Walters shows up, comes She-Hulk. Savage She-Hulk number one. Pretty, 1980. as I say, pretty timely because we are getting the Jennifer Walters, or Jessica Walters. <laughs> Dude, same, oh, Je- it's Jennifer. Jennifer Not Walter. Jessica, R.I.P. Yeah. It's all coming full circle. I was going to say, um, we are getting a Disney Plus show. For yeah, She Hulk, yeah, did they delay that or? I don't know if it's delayed. I just think it's a little bit further down the list of things that are getting because they announced so much of that stuff that I'm sure they're probably have you know one airing, one that's you know already done, ready to go. They're just I'm sure they're in the process of making all of them, just at different stages. They compare this when they brought in She Hulk to. Um when the $6 million man did their spinoff of the Bionic Woman. Hell yeah. They're just like, oh, well, the male version was successful. It's just Let's just do female the female. Version. Yeah, but Jessica, uh, Jennifer Walters is, um, like, She-Hulk is a much smarter character than the Hulk. Well, speaking of spinoffs, who would they cast as She-Hulk if they did, like, the 70s version, like the Incredible Hulk show they did Oh, She-Hulk? man, who do they get? Like, from that time period. Like fucking B. Arthur, she was like six two. She was built like a Dude, linebacker. She, <laughs> B. Arthur could have done it. That'd B. Be... Arthur, she Hulk. <laughs> Damn, I wish I could mock that up. <laughs> she just comes in, ma, ma. <laughs> I'm all green now. <laughs> what the hell's the deal? <laughs> now I gotta be a lawyer and be green because she's a lawyer too. On the show, on in the comics. Oh, are we still talking about, I thought we were talking about she, B. Arthur. No. <laughs> B. Arthur's also just a regular lawyer. I'm like, Blanche didn't work, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, no, Retired, baby. In the comics, She-Hulk's a lawyer, and when she becomes She-Hulk, it's through a blood transfusion, and she retains her like brain so when who, she transforms. She Bruce Banner's blood? Yeah. But they just happen. They just happen to be cousins. They it were says co- that they were too. cousins, and that's why they she had the same blood type, same blood type or whatever. Which Fucking stupid not Bruce how Banner. Yeah, you can have my radioactive blood, well, no problem. I think it was honestly like a life or death thing that she needed blood. Of course, yeah. And Bruce was the only one who could like donate, so she got it. But she became she stayed cool. So I don't know who. I feel like they had someone cast as She Hulk in. Back in the day? No, for the upcoming uh, She-Hulk movie. Oh, yeah. it's uh, mean TV show. For the TV show, it is a, a gal by the name of Tatiana Maslany. Nice. She uh, Tatiana Maslany was born 85. She is from Saskatchewan. That's Canada. Oh, exotic. Ex- foreigner. And she's been in Orphan Black. Um, very nice. Well, we'll look forward to that. A couple other books we'll wrap up here. Um, Taskmaster, de- Taskmaster debut. Again. Avengers 195. And we're about to see Taskmaster in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. This when... costume rips, dude. It's almost like a cooler version of uh, Moon Knight's yeah. uniform. Oh, yeah. Taskmaster in comics looks so sick. He and looks I dope. know he's not going to live up to it in the Scarlet. Or the... Uh... Look, dude, he's Black about to Widow take Hank, Hank Pym out to the curb, man. Look at dude, him. Like a bag of trash. You know what his uh, powers are, right? Uh, it's been a while since I've... He has, like, photographic movement memory. Okay. So anything someone does, even once, or if he sees them, he can immediately mimic it. So it's basically, as you're fighting him, he's just, like, picking up all your powers. Ooh, so this is a cool book I want to talk about too, real quick. Uh, Captain America one, I'm sorry, Captain America two forty eight. This is a sick cover. This is where he fights the Dragon Man. Oh hell! I actually yeah. have this as like a uh, like a wall art piece. Like oh okay, yeah. So apparently it's a pretty 
at least they, they, they talked about it. John Byrne penciled. Um, John Byrne worked on a lot of... Uh, Dragon Man's a sick character, too. I just, it's yeah. a very weird, old-school character that I don't think they bring back very much anymore. They don't. And the first time I saw Dragon Man was in uh, early Fantastic Four, a Jack Kirby comic. Yeah, because Dragon Man jumps him. around to a lot of different... And he'll Marvel. just like stay like dormant underground and then just like show up every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, he's just like, dude, it's time for Dragon Man to fuck. Again, Marvel loving their weddings. We have the uh, wedding of Foggy Nelson from Daredevil, 166. Dude, what a stretch. Yeah, they're <laughs> Foggy Foggy's wedding. Here no, we go, guys. No one was like excited to go. There's just all regular people in the like <laughs> crowd. It's just just Daredevil. <laughs> and Daredevil brings who? Electra? Electra. Bullseye shows up just because he feels bad. Bullseye's just they're drunk. <laughs> We're kind of friends, you know. Yeah. You could, you could have given me a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the fucking kids' table. I'm a mass murderer, dude. I'm not at some kind of joke. Apparently, Captain America runs for president in Captain America 250. Damn, really? Well, the, the National Populist uh, Party asked Captain America to run for president. I'm, national- he refused the request. Yeah, dude, you can't. Captain America is also the, well killed. said by Captain America. That could be said for most politicians. Captain refused the request because he believed that his dedication to the American dream would hinder his ability to deal with the realities of public office. Because they're basically just saying anyone that you know, you take that public office position, you want to change the world, but there's so much red tape and bureaucracy. Yeah, you, that there's no way you can do it. You can get actually get something done. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, that kind of harkens back to, I feel like we've used the word harken twice now, and I love it. Harken? Harken. <laughs> um, so we were harkening back to Falcon Winter Soldier, or as the title likes it, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes. Mouthful. Um, but they tell the new Captain America and, what's the guy's name, Battlestar? Yeah, Battlestar. <laughs> They're like, listen, man, you guys work for the government and you have to go through a bunch of red tape. We don't, which I found to be very weird because it's like, so you guys are just war criminals. Right. Like you do whatever. (laughs) Can you you say that into the microphone? (laughs) Yeah. A little closer to my. You just told the new (laughs) Captain America working for the government that you're like, listen. Yeah, I'm basically a cop, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I have handcuffs. Oh, they keep calling me cap. It's actually cop. (laughs) It's (laughs) cop. So two more books just to wrap up 1980, and then we're out of here. Uh, Madam Web debut, Amazing Spider-Man 210. Ooh. So very popular uh, storyline in the animated series, which never got finished. It was the last, um, yeah, it was the last story. That there was supposed to be one more episode at least, and they never wrapped it up. Damn, really? Yeah. Because isn't the last episode, I feel like something happens, and I can't think. Yeah, something happens, and it's a cliffhanger, and they never give another. Um, Reveal? Re- yeah, resolve, if you will bullshit so um and then finally we just mentioned before with taskmaster 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 cool villain shitty name uh sounds like an app (laughs) let me get on my taskmaster and see if i can find someone to help us move this that's always the describing term they use for like a boss who's like a dick they're like well he's a real taskmaster but he uh but he, he but his heart's in the right place yeah, it's like well thank god otherwise he'd be dead Oh, so he tells you to do shit all the time gotcha yeah it's that's one of those jobs, though, when as soon as someone says that, you just get your, like, practicing working face on, like, a lot, where when you're walking places, it's a George Costanza movie. You just look, like, really, like, like you're just like, oh, oh man. I, and then when the boss walks by, you, they go, is everything okay? You go, yeah, I'm just, you know, we're getting everything done. We're just going to get all of it done. And they don't know what you're talking about, so you're just like, yeah, I have nothing to do, but... <laughs> In your mind, you're like, this guy's busy. So, uh, Moon Knight, Moon Knight number one. Fuck yeah. 1980. Um, you know, so I'm not a Moon Knight guy. I'm familiar with the character a little okay. bit, but I feel like they could care less in this book. They don't even show the cover of the number one issue in this book. It just has a little blurb. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of pictures in this book, folks. There's a, they don't even give them a, a picture. Dude, that's bullshit because Moon Knight rips. Like I was saying earlier, I think I have seen that cover. It's a cool cover. We're getting, we're getting a Moon Knight show. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. He's basically Batman, except crazier, and has three personalities. And Um, it's cool. It's kind of like if... It's not confusing at all. I mean, if you think about it, Batman was Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Matches Malone. 
Oh, Matt, just Malone. Dude, I love when they reference that on the animated series. Oh, yeah, it's the best, dude. That's his... Batman's like undercover. Dude, you're fooling everybody, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Matt just Malone. It takes him over in the in the comic, huh? It, like, is that no? Like a- I don't think it takes him <laughs> over. But that's always his go-to <laughs> fucking undercover name is Matches Malone, which is so sick because he thinks that like, dude, Bruce Wayne's a celebrity. <laughs> he owns the city. No one's just going to be like, is that Bruce Wayne? And they're like. <laughs> What are you fucking stupid? That guy's got a match in his mouth. Yeah, and a little. It's not Bruce Wayne. The driver's cat. Yeah, he's yeah. got a little cat. He's Bruce Wayne's rich. <laughs> he would never dress this way. Yeah, it's like even worse than Superman's disguise. What does he disguise? Clark Kent. Clark Kent. <laughs> no, Superman's perfect. He doesn't have glasses. Dude, I love the matches Malone reference. <laughs> Dude, because Matches Malone is sick. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> That's the pseudonym I use. We're going to give you guys a Patreon Matches Malone exclusive. Oh, just watch all the Matches Malone. There's an episode where I think he just plays Matches. Yeah, I have it on DVD. Who? What's the villain in that? I can't remember. He's trying to infiltrate some crime ring, but yeah. I can't remember who, who it is. Great show, though. Great dude, show. It is, it is solid. Have you? I'm going to keep asking you until you've seen it, dude. Harley Quinn. The Harley Quinn. No, gotta, I haven't watched it. I'll watch it. You got to get in. It's great. I'm busy, Pat. I've been reading Swamp Thing, bro. That's true. I'm very busy. I'm trying to think. I haven't really... I was reading a regular book. Did you read... Have you finished the Masters of the Universe or whatever ha- the fuck it's I called? I have not. What's no. it called? I'm still in the medieval universe. I don't even know where the book's at. Well, we'll we'll, we'll fill you guys in on, our, on Pat's time traveling... Uh, Next time. Yeah, and I'm going to read... On the Comics Corner. On next Comics Corner, I'm definitely going to read Swamp Thing so we can discuss that. Yes. Yes, we'll have a Swamp Thing episode. We are going to wrap it up for today. As always, go follow Fuego Fermentation. That's our number one sponsor. They gave us hot sauce one time. I am running low, though. (laughs) Just shouting it out in the universe. Just just putting it out there. Um, Also, go follow us at Threads and Dreads Pod on Instagram. Please sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. For $5, you can get some exclusive content and yeah. episodes. Please do We're going to be getting more up for you. We're going to be trying to do at least one to two a week for you. And hope you guys enjoy the summer. Yep. That's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.